0: It's the driest shit I've ever seen. It's so dry. (laughs) It's like a fucking camel, isn't it? What has he been eating? There was no smear or anything. It was like someone just fucking dropped a pebble. Disappointing.
1: And welcome to the Punktastic podcast. Okay. If you haven't heard, before, we like to talk about music, and we love punk because our name's Punktastic. Isn't that funny? <laughs> isn't that a play on words? <laughs> joining me—this me, will mean
2: nothing to so many people.
1: Joining me—it's free advertising, isn't it? <laughs> joining me on your own podcast—free advertising. <laughs> uh, back to normal voice.
2: No, I'm charging you for this.
0: Fine, all right. I don't know how that works. The worst part is he's taking the piss, but I'm also on that podcast, so it's not <laughs> just you. He's he's offending, you know.
1: Joining me is uh, Andy. Hi. And right uh, now I'm confused. You're both me. <laughs> <laughs> how are you both me? So. We love music. <laughs> Welcome to the podcast. <laughs> I'm sorry. If you
2: want to hear everyone how I'm not the glue and how I'm not very good at hosting, please listen to the Punkastic podcast. Oh, that's switchback. if you want to hear shit reviews about shit computer games, head over to Dan's YouTube channel. Whoa,
1: whoa, whoa! What? <laughs> Excuse me.
2: You know, I don't mean it. I, I just you, told you You befo- shots fired first.
1: Excuse me. I am on a road to 1,000 right now, which I'm halfway there at the moment, Bon Jovi style, because oh I'm my. trying, and the reason for it <laughs> is because I'm going to review Cats and Fucking Dogs, which people have <laughs> known from this podcast and After Dark, if I reach 1,000 subscribers. We are now halfway there. Go do it so yeah go do it too are we just opening up with fucking adverts is that how we're fucking doing it? I was going to say
2: Andy you got anything you want to plug
0: uh, <laughs> maybe just the punktastic Patreon that's the only thing I care about <laughs> why are we but... plugging <laughs> <laughs> there's a new Taco Bell opening up near us we can go there <laughs> when it's open Big Tesco's check it out Big
1: Tesco's make sure you get a Shudder account in fact account. it's going to be open by the time this comes out <laughs> I just, uh, just had uh, a fax through, and uh, we just got our first sponsor <laughs> of the podcast. Right, Johnny does. Mnemonic. Uh, first sponsor is Walls Sausages. <laughs> have you ever <laughs> had sausages before, ladies and gents? Why are you laughing? This is serious. We actually got our first advert. I want a MeUndies sponsorship. No, we haven't. This is Walls Sausages. Like a real podcast. No, the one with the dog. We have Walls Sausages, the one with the dog in it. Walls the Sausages. Is- oh, my God. Are we going to get paid for this or not? <laughs> Wall sausages are crap. No, crack. because it's not real. They're, they're not well, even Andy, as good as Richmond sausages. Shut the fuck up, Andy. Shut the fuck up. Shut up. Wall sausages come in packs of six, twelve. He just
2: wants to do the dog for an eighteen,
1: I will. At the end, An eighteen. Mmm, wall walls.
0: <laughs> On a side note, as the do some cracking maple syrup sausages. I highly recommend those. Maple and bacon, delicious. What is this podcast again? I don't know. I, I don't fe- know. I
1: feel like doing a restart.
2: All the times that Dan's done the intro and forgotten to say what the podcast is. God, he sucks.
1: <laughs> and his name. Oh, I know my <laughs> fucking name. Don't worry about that.
2: You didn't introduce yourself or the podcast, which is what you were taking the piss out of me for.
1: My name is Dan and welcome to the Unusual Suspects podcast <laughs> episode 57. <laughs> Joining me is Andy. Hi. And Penny.
2: Are we really doing this again? Hi!
1: No, we're just going to have the two of them. We have to, like, at least do the official one in there. So, now we are done it. We've done it. It's done. After that fucking... <laughs> <sighs> Whatever that was beforehand. Anyway, welcome. I think, in like, a couple of episodes ago, we kind of were joking the fact that England actually won the Euros. <laughs> Our time of recording, weirdly, they've made the final. So they may have actually won the Euros, so we'll find yay. out Are we
2: know a sports podcast
1: yay England we did have last time we were talking about Alan Brazil last time fucking hell <laughs> Brazil <laughs> what a show this is I
2: don't care about the football I'm mad at Lewis Hamilton still because I'm losing the F1
1: alright alright let's not turn it into a fucking talk sport again Jesus you Christ you
2: started again Pen,
1: I hear you went back to the cinema to sit in a cold dark room again <laughs> how was it this time it
2: was great I went to see Freaky starring Vince Vaughn and a girl because I did no prep for this <laughs> and segment the apart from and a girl
1: Just Might watching an Oscar one winning performance but a girl
2: I mean they should give Vince Vaughn an Oscar for pretending to be a 16 year old girl he was incredible the girl in it is Catherine Newton who plays Millie and Vince Vaughn is the butcher it is your standard Freaky Friday body swap movie Millie is a high school student and Vince Vaughn is the bookcher, a serial killer, and they swap bodies. Uh, and it's fucking great. It was super funny.
1: Is, is it bloody? Or is it just funny? Yeah, it's
2: really gory. There's some really good kills in it, and some really creative ones. It's funny as fuck, though. It's really funny. Vince Vaughn is really funny as a 16 year old girl. Is
1: it only funny because you have a, as we all know, and everyone the nation knows you have a very strong connection to horror films is it funny in the sense of like it's a spoof on those kind of slasher films in a way
2: it's not really a spoof of slasher films it's literally just a body swap movie but what would ha- instead of jamie lee curtis and Lindsay lohan like a mum and daughter swapping bodies what would happen if this massive... Because Vince Vaughn's not a small It's He's like six, six four, isn't he? Yeah. So what if this big fucking serial killer that's used to just being able to rip people in half... Well, maybe not rip people in half, but beat the shit out of people is then suddenly in a small girl's body and vice
0: versa. Okay. I mean, it's an interesting concept.
2: Yeah, I'm almost surprised no one's done it before. But I was going to say the whole cinema was laughing. There were only... I went with a friend of the podcast, Chris. There are only four other people in the cinema because it was one o'clock on a Thursday afternoon.
0: Nice, But it's really funny. Best time, yeah. sell it as the whole cinema was laughing and you're dumb.
2: Yeah. Yeah. Well, it's true. (laughs) The whole cinema was laughing. Um, Yeah, it's gory. It's funny. It's a different enough take on the body swap movie without it being... You kind of know how it's going to go, but like Annie said, it's an interesting concept. Cool. And yeah, I would recommend... I have recommended it to three other people today already, so...
1: Did you get an ice tango while you were there?
2: No, I went to McDonald's beforehand.
1: Did you get any popcorn? Any any refreshments to help the cinema out? Poor cinema. Uh, no. Did you smuggle
0: some in? No. Like, did you smuggle in, like, a cheeky little cheeseburger just to enjoy halfway through?
1: No. Because that's not helping the cinema. That's what they And then need. eating it, going to the staff and eating it in front of the <laughs> Excuse me. Have, do you know where screen two is? We got any catch up.
2: No. <laughs> oh, really? When it happened, sat in McDonald's, had my McDonald's, and then went and watched the movie.
1: Okay, fair enough. Well, just want to make sure that you're supporting our cinemas. But I paid for a ticket. Does that help? Christ. I mean, it's a start, but uh, I mean, so they make all their money on popcorn, so they do. Yeah, yeah they, just they saying. make that's when oh. they make the money pen. So I'm just yeah. disappointed in you. Yeah,
2: I didn't want popcorn for lunch. Sorry.
1: Well, you know, we got it's also big...
2: not my usual cinema, and I just. <laughs>
1: A bit. Hey, all cinemas, are. The, we're not distinguishing against one another. All cinemas are cinemas.
2: No, I'm just, um, I don't, all and I don't know. All cinemas matter. Are they doing, are they doing <laughs> popcorn in this COVID world? Yes. I, or is it not bagged popcorn? It's, it's
0: bagged, it not individually it's bagged. bagged, yeah. Yeah, it's bagged.
2: Yeah, yeah. I don't like bagged popcorn particularly. Okay. So, sorry.
1: All right, sure. What was that noise? Sorry. What was what that? Was that, was that just, Sherlock? No, I heard it on your camera. What was that?
2: Who's got their window open?
0: I don't think it was Marcy. My neighbours were fucking noisy earlier.
2: Got your fan on.
1: Okay. I think we got a... Fuck, is it (laughs) an internet internet ghost? ghost? No, I was about to get the jingle played up now and I forgot where it is. (laughs) Fuck again. (laughs) (laughs) I need to be warned like five minutes beforehand before I do it. How do we know there was going to be be an internet internet ghost ghost? joining us? Editor, if you hear that weird noise, like turn it up a bit. (laughs) Because I don't know what the fuck it was. put me off either way okay is that it pen
2: i also saw the trailer for the forever purge the what the forever purge it's uh, the new purge movie
1: the forever don't know how
2: purge. i feel about it oh
1: that's the one with the cowboy right with the cowboy hats and shit i think so well you saw the trailer what
0: do you mean you think so i saw the poster I can't remember
2: that cowboy hats okay so it, it was <laughs> see i thought like because it's the forever purge right so yeah it's just all apocalyptic and completely lawless, but I was like, how does that
1: work? And they're all on horses? No. What the <laughs> fuck poster did I see then? I saw a poster <laughs> with a guy and a horse.
2: There might have been a guy, but I don't... It wasn't a thing. They were just... It was just normal. <laughs> I don't, well, not normal, because everyone's trying to murder each other. Okay. It wasn't a very good trailer, because I didn't really... It made it look like the government have just gone, ah, fuck it, just... Crime's legal all the time, and then society is collapsing. But that doesn't really make any sounds sense. Sounds worryingly
0: familiar, though, don't it? So yeah, I was going
1: to say it sounds well, realistic. Yeah.
2: No so I'll watch it. Don't know if it'll be any good. And I also watched the trailer for the Escape Room Tournaments of Champions, which I am excited for.
1: Which I need to catch up on, yes. I love an Escape, the escape room.
2: room. The sequel was good. It looks like, as the name would suggest, the people that survived the last Escape Room... And a bunch of other people that survived previous escape rooms are now all escaping rooms again (laughs) together. (laughs) Great.
1: It's a company picnic. Lovely.
2: I'm also really annoyed that I found out today the new Scream movie is not going to be called Scream 5. It's just going to be called Scream, which Uh. has made me irrationally angry.
0: Is it going to be Scream, but the S is a (laughs) 5? Nope. What a bullshit marketing (laughs) ploy they've missed. Yes. That would have been genius.
2: It's just called Scream. I'm like, but it's not a reboot and not my movie.
1: It's not even called I Scream, Scream Harder or no. Scream with a Vengeance. <laughs> scream with a Vengeance. No? Nope. Scream not Electric Boogaloo? <laughs> that's
2: true. I wish it was. It's not. It can't be just Scream. That's, that's already the movie. You've,
1: mm. Wow. You sound like a very, very... I'm really cross about Very it. Very much an internet nerd going, it can't be called yeah. Scream. I'm not happy it with can't it. Know. They're taking away my film. I'm going to post no, my I'm comments on Reddit because... and tell everyone about
2: <laughs> No, because Reddit hates us.
1: Yeah, join the club. It
2: just... just doesn't make any sense to me if it's supposed to be the fifth in the series. That's like having Toy Story it's 1, a Toy Story 2, it's a Toy Story. Reboot. It's not
1: a reboot. Yeah, well, it obviously is if they're calling it Scream. It isn't.
2: It's got all the original cast and yes, stuff pen. in it. It's but carrying on. But you do on. know
1: that people are born in between the last Scream and the <laughs> Scream that is coming out. Which, But it's not flies- a
2: reboot.
1: Okay, so. It's like
2: having Toy Story 1, 2, 3, 4, and then Toy Story again. doesn't make any sense.
1: I mean, they will do it one day. One day we'll get will do anything to it. yeah they'll do that Toy Story reboot I know they will one yeah day.
0: they will milk that cow, cow dry
2: mm-hmm. Ugh. but yeah there you go that's my horror update for you guys
1: oh thank you oh, good. what's your favourite movie I tell people it's eternal sunshine but it's pitch perfect too TV show Sabrina favourite snack triple berry gushers
0: Who's your biggest crush?
1: The Booker Hooker. (laughs) Shake, bitches. I had a sad week. Well, I kind of have a happy week towards the end, so yay. I. Okay. I want to talk about this documentary. Because I know I sent you guys something. I'm, again, not gonna spoil it or talk about it too much, but I need to get it off my chest because it's been sat on it for a while. And uh, I watched a documentary made in Romania. And it's technically like a 2019 documentary, but it came out in the rest of the world towards the end of 2020. So I'm fucking counting it as a 2021 film for reasons that i'll say in a minute why i will because i think it needs (laughs) to be because he wants
2: it to be his movie of the year
1: yeah and i i honestly thought promising young woman was my film of the year but i don't know how i can't recommend this to everyone with a very 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 like obvious trigger warning you know just huge warning with this film this film called collective it is in romanian as i said uh subtitles whatever but it's it's in romania it's dark as fuck and it is really really unpleasant to watch at times but i will describe the premise of it and the only thing i can say is that it was incredibly shocking it was is a true story obviously but it was incredibly shocking but at the same time i know people can be sensitive to certain things so you need to go into this with a bit of a trigger warning is all i will say that's all okay so the film is about a fire that happened, I think, all the way back in October 2015. There was a gig in Romania with a rock band. can't remember the rock band. And the club was called Collective. And a fire breaks up because a person in the crowd, for some reason, lit a firework. And it went up into the ceiling. And it wasn't fireproof, the ceiling. And the whole thing... Wasn't
2: the ceiling... Wasn't it kind of a lot of the club... This is just from what I remember when it happened. Like- yeah made of like fabric yeah like not only was it not fireproof it was like there was banners and and curtains and shit
1: everywhere yeah it's one of those where you would have curtains on the side walls sort of club like yeah so
2: like extra flammable
1: yeah very extra flammable but also yeah when you you do see the actual footage of what happens in the club in this film very early on it does feel like there is some sort of like i said fabric at the top where the lights are as well it's very strange they had it the way it was and so a fire breaks out and there's about a hundred or up to 200 people in this club mm-hmm. they tried to get out of it the band also tried to run out i think they actually were able to get out but 27 people died and 180 were injured during this fire one of the main reasons was there was no fire exits at all in this club. Which
2: is fucking nuts, S- isn't it?
1: So, from what you see in this documentary, they all just run through the... Met- with one entrance, they could only go out. They could have gone... I think some of them tried to go backstage, but a majority of them just legged it, 200 people. I was going
2: to say, is that not how the band got out, like... If you got like the back of the stage, they went
1: to the back. But the things you see in this, like it happens so quick, I can't imagine anyone had the brain power to kind of think and and just go right. Let's go backstage. It's much easier. Like it was more of like a yeah. panic, and it happened so quick. And it just when you watch it, and it, you can feel that kind of fear that people are feeling in that because it is just a, an amateur. It's actually a photographer who was there with a professional camera who was filming it mm. in the crowd and then you just see this gulf of fucking flames and it's terrifying. I think it took about two minutes for the whole place to be fully on fire. Yes. It's so quick. It's incredible. Mm. Like by the time the the lead singer says, I think there's a fire up there, the roof is already in fucking fire. Like it's yeah. it's already covered in fire. You think it's like, Oh, we need to get a fire signature and they leg it and that's it. Yeah, so I originally thought this documentary... I didn't read too much into it, but I originally thought that's what it was just about. I thought it was about this fire at the club and why there wasn't fire exits investigating, you know, why this (laughs) happened and all that kind of thing. And it wasn't. It was something else entirely. That's just the start of it. It's, It's actually to do with what happened afterwards. So you had 180 people injured, and then over the following months, 37 of them injured died in hospital Hmm. now the main question with this is they're alive they got burnt maybe they had you know limbs burned and stuff but they got out and they were alive why do these 37 people die after being in hospital for you know months after the fire it just seems very odd that this will happen and that the romanian government said this was a horrible tragedy we're going to give them the best care as best as germany has because germany has Apparently, that's health care. Yeah. So, we're going to give them the best health care. This was a tragic event and everything. So, these people die. The family member starts questioning why this was happening because they seemed fine when, like, they were burnt, but they seemed okay. And then suddenly. Oh, so, it
2: wasn't like. They succumbed to their... They were really badly burned and no. they, like, succumbed no. to their injuries. They were just...
1: In hospital, 37 of them died. I, I mean, some of them, as I said, were more burnt than others. But there yeah. was there's one person in this particular one that said he was comparing to someone who was alive, who was in that fire in that concert. And he had a son who died in the hospital. And he looked at this person's burns and went, my son's burns were less, you know damaging yeah. than hers why did he die and he starts questioning like all these things and it's just sends you on this roller coaster of like what the fuck is going on hmm. and it is an inquest into what happened to those 37 people who are in that hospital and again i, I don't want to spoil the bigger story here and i really probably won't go into it because again it is a very very depressing trigger warning hmm. film and it's not for the faint of heart but i felt so fucking angry watching this film like i've never felt that angry watching something in all my life i find it hard to believe that that is it the thing that happens and the things you find out to these 37 people it is an actual thing that happens to to give you some idea romania is not the greatest government in the world let's just put it that way And what is kind of shown in this documentary is something beyond anyone's kind of expectations. It it mainly follows around a Romanian journalist trying to figure out what happened. And then you see them putting the pieces together, printing the newspaper. Mm. Funny enough, the fucking newspaper that is doing this story or the cameras are following around. They are breaking all the biggest news. They also broke the news about the 37 people who died. They're a sports newspaper. That's weird. The Gazette Sports. They Man. are the, the ones breaking the biggest news in Romania and have the best journalist is a sports newspaper. And I was just like, wow. Mm. It's truly fascinating. Again, I will keep saying this. It is really hard to watch. At one point, I remember sending you guys a text. At one point, I nearly threw up. I, I, I'm being genuine. I nearly threw up at mm. one point. I really hope people watch this because it's super important (laughs) i do i as as much as i'm saying don't watch it don't watch it you have to watch it because it's so important that people do watch this and realize how fucked up people can be to each other and how horrible people the extent that people can go to fucking ruin people's lives to a degree that i didn't even think was possible so collective it's my film of the year i i can't say it's my film of the year i don't think anything will beat it there's not like it's just so you've said that three times this year already i know i know i thought it was the overnighters no well the overnighters is no film but promising young woman was my film of the year but i this is too it's too important like i can't say or this action film will beat it this is too important to not recommend and shout from the rooftops no one's watched this. I know no one's watched it. No one has seen it. And I can't I can't understand why no one has seen it. Cause it's fucking incredible. And it should be talked about everywhere. Netflix, pick it up, please. Like I, I guarantee if Netflix picked Could it up. Could you
2: imagine if Netflix picked it up and like everyone was talking about it?
1: If Netflix picked it up, I will guarantee you right now that it will be the most talked about documentary within yeah. a week. I guarantee you. It's also ma- amazingly filmed. There's no music in it. There's zero music tracks in it. It's just footage of people...
2: I'm sorry, but that's really unnerving. Yeah,
1: It's sounds- extremely unnerving. It's just... It's silence and people talking. There's no fancy transitions. It's just like a fly-in-the-wall mm-hmm. documentary of you're sat there looking at what's happening and unfolding in real time, and it just fills you with just fucking dread. And it's yeah. just unbelievable, but yeah watch it please collective it's incredible i think hbo europe made it so there you go you can probably find on Mm. hbo max but i don't think it's on netflix it might be on amazon but do watch it it is insane andy cheer (laughs) us up sorry about that (laughs) well that was bleak wasn't it yeah i know but i had to god and
2: now you've left it to bleak sad boy and i don't know what he's got
0: hello (laughs) you'll be happy to know i've watched a couple of things Carrying on with Dan's trend of oh, no. shit video game films. I watched
1: DOA, <laughs> Dead or Forgot. Alive. He sent me a text last night going, I'm watching Dead or Alive, and I was like, What the fucking Holly Valance film? <laughs> really? <laughs> Jesus. How was it? Fucking dreadful. Really? <laughs> so, Dead or Alive is like is, is a
0: video game beat em up series, but they were known for having like mechanics where you could move tits around.
2: Tits? Boob physics. Yeah, so like. Yeah, boob physics.
0: They're whole brand is built around the physics on breasts and this film follows that pretty (laughs) accurately yeah (laughs) as a spin-off of the game they also did dead or alive volleyball and there's a full 10 minute scene where they're playing volleyball in just very short bikinis and stuff which you know it's fine to watch but Mm. so that was that was that i did learn that devon aoki is steve aoki's sister you know the dj Mm. yeah 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 didn't know that That was the highlight of watching it. That's what I learned. So that was good.
2: (laughs) That was the highlight that someone was Steve Ioki's sister.
0: (laughs) Yeah, it was just a terrible film.
1: I'm not surprised, Andy. It's dead or alive.
0: (laughs) The plot is they go to some islands to compete in like a fighting tournament and then it just escalates and all the women team up together and try and take everyone else on and it's like okay. It's not particularly good action, it's not particularly well written, it's not fun, it's just boob physics. That's all it is.
2: I wonder what Holly Valence is doing now. I assume Dead or Alive, this is not a new film.
0: 2006.
2: Yeah, I wonder what she's doing now. I mean, I don't care enough to look. Just...
0: Well, I did have a look, but I couldn't find anything of any worth. Oh. Oh.
2: <laughs> did she go out with one of the guys from Westlife? I imagine that. Was that her? Did she no, like, break up Kerry no, Katona del- and Westlife? That was
0: Turn Delta into Goodrum, into it. wasn't it? Her yeah. and Brian McFadden. <laughs> Turned into mm-hmm. a fucking music book.
2: <laughs> Gossip podcast Gossip
0: podcast, <laughs> yeah, more or less Fuck it up. I also watched a full franchise Possibly one of the greatest, most underrated franchises Of the last ten years I watched The Expendables trilogy Great, hmm. how was that? And it was <laughs> fantastic Yeah, I guess so you'd like it anyway. It's just ridiculous fun Like I've had a week of not sleeping at all mm. I've yep. had maybe 15 hours since last tuesday andy
1: there's times when i text you not good and at one point this was like weeks ago it was like four in the morning and you said something along the lines of i'm just gonna put a film on now (laughs) and i can't remember what it was but i i think it was something out of the hat probably but i think you watched something at four in the morning on a wednesday or something (laughs) so like what's your point i'm saying sleeping wise it just hasn't been just the one week i'm just saying well no 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 i mean it's obviously been
2: no but his sleep is bad but it's worse than usual it's
0: worse at the moment than it has been for a while okay fair enough so i have plenty of time to kill essentially before i turn into fucking tyler durden (laughs) so yeah the expendables so i mean it has just got a whole host of like 90s action stars between the three films it's got like obviously Stallone and Jet Lee and Jason Statham Dolph Lundgren John claude Van Damme Schwarzenegger Bruce Willis Harrison Ford is in it Antonio Banderas and they just progressively get more and more absurd like the first one is them trying to overtake or like trying to start a coup and take out a government and the second one is them trying to get revenge on someone else and the third one is, is similar but there comes a point in every single one where you're like how can they just warrant spending the next half hour blowing shit up
1: because they're old men it's old retired men in a action movie who they're trying to live their action young lives in because they can't get work in other big budgeted action films so they decided to make their own
0: that's you say what that. the
1: expendables is. You say
0: that, but that it has kick started careers again. Like Statham <sighs> went off the grids, did the Expendables, came back and is doing more oh, stuff. Oh,
1: Statum's always fine. Statum's been there since Stallone
0: that. disappeared for a while, did the expendables and started coming back with it's other stuff Stallone. like the next rocket. <laughs> yeah, but been my point is, the is the they dis- no no, they disappear for like a decade or so. They yes. do
1: absolute bullshit and they come back
0: and do other stuff.
1: I'm not saying that Expendables is absolute bullshit, but I'm not entirely saying Expendables is an Oscar-winning performance kind I of didn't film. I you know?
0: didn't say it was Oscar-worthy. What I'm saying is, because it's such a high acclaim and it's got just magnetic actors in it, like I would quite happily go out for a pint with <laughs> any of them. The more I see of Dolph Lundgren, the more I want to hang out with him.
2: You don't want to go with Bruce Willis,
0: though. <laughs> no, Bruce Willis is a prick. Hey, I'm not interested
2: in
1: him. Remember Johnny be. Mnemonic and that whole God thing that you were part of? <laughs> what was that about <laughs> yeah
0: it just seems fun yeah. but they make like a lot of like in references to other things so like they reference each other's characters catchphrases arnie turns up and he's like good do japa and stuff like that <laughs> lundgren is like a biochemist it's just fucking genius like it's all got this... so much
2: range this is all i'm learning about dolph lundgren well he
0: is a biochemist like or he's like a some sort of yeah. engineer yeah yeah
2: like, let's make it into a movie podcast like Dexter Holland from The Offspring.
0: Oh, no, no, no. He's way smarter than Dexter Holland.
1: <laughs> oh, sorry, Dexter. Can he
2: fly a plane,
0: though? Probably.
2: Dexter's a biochemist, maybe. I can't remember. But he also can fly a plane.
1: But is
0: he a doctor? Like a proper plane.
1: The Unusual Music Podcast.
2: <laughs> you started it with the intro. <laughs>
1: <laughs> and it's just
0: carried on. So because it's, like, referential to other things in other films, it's quite meta, and it knows it's taking the piss out of itself and the, the cast... Which is I get that, yeah, pretty fun.
1: Yeah, mm. I, I get it, but like the demographic for this film
0: at no is... point. Dor, am I saying it's like Oscar worthy or no, highbrow? No, I'm not saying it's. It's not. I... It's just the sort of shit you stick on in the background at four a.m. when you can't sleep on a Tuesday morning, and that's a good thing.
1: <laughs> Great, but they also have have made how many of these? Three. Fourth one is allegedly in
0: production due to film at the end of the year.
1: So four of them.
0: Well, no, they've made three.
1: Yeah, so a there's a fourth is coming. one in production. So they obviously are taking it seriously, let's put it that way. By making does four anyone have the
2: budget? Because all of these old action people, I assume, want a fair bit of money these days.
0: Yeah, the budget for the first one was eighty million. Second one was a hundred million. Eight zero. Yeah. Mm. Damn. Do you know what it made? Box office? A billion at this rate. Two hundred seventy-five million.
1: Really? Okay.
0: Yeah. Second one was a hundred million, made three hundred <laughs> and fifteen. The budget for the third one was. I I think the the point I'm trying
1: to get at, right, is ninety to hundred, <laughs> well, made two hundred and fifteen. While you name off numbers and motorways up uh, uh, the background there, the point is <laughs> like I get it, but it doesn't mean I have to like it. Like the way I see it is, is that is Sylvester or whoever's the I think Sylvester is the one of the lead producers, right? Is it Sylvester and Yeah,
0: he produced, it, he wrote, and directed the second one. I think he wrote right. all of them
1: him and his mates getting together with the lads shooting a film
0: like an adam sandler movie
1: <laughs> yeah you say this like other people don't do it yeah. that's exactly what no adam no, no no no, does. it's
0: what kevin oh, smith has done for the god. last 20 years i haven't years. even
1: oh my god let me speak fucking hell
0: eh, not talk about seth Rogen either because he's done that with all of his mates
1: yeah i i would exactly say the same thing about his films as well let me get to it is that it's fine but the way i see the expendables is and i know a lot of people feel the same is that it's just an excuse for them to get back into that role of when they were 20 years younger and stuff which is fine i'm absolutely fine with that but i can't get it out of my head that there's a bunch of old dudes who are trying to act like they're 20 years younger in now what is nearly four films and
2: Yeah, but isn't Harrison Ford doing that in Indiana Jones in the yeah. like, in the new and, ones? And, and they
1: suck <laughs> The last one sucked. And same with Star Wars when they try to fucking plug all the old guys in there and it's just like we get it. Nostalgia. The power but of the same... Nostalgia. Yeah, but
0: that's why they make such a fuck ton of money is because they bring in like names yeah. that people remember Doesn't from mean... their youth.
1: I know, but I'm just talking about... I'm not talking about money and I'm not I talking about... paid money
2: for Jay and Silent Bob the reboot or whatever it's called. Great.
1: Didn't. I'm not talking about money. I'm not talking about mm. that. I'm just talking about like, you know, when we get mad and the majority of us get mad at Disney reboots and, and bringing back stuff that Disney do and like, you know, reboots of certain things, like why did they need to reboot that? Mostly Disney. It's kind of like, well do we need to why don't we do something else
2: is it that or is it you just don't like people having fun with their friends
0: yeah do we need another bleak <laughs> fucking documentary about some poor prick who touched hey. the child like we don't need another <sighs> one of those they still fucking happen do you know what I mean you don't, you don't need, need anything. anything
2: everything's irrelevant we're all gonna die of climate change yeah.
0: if we're talking about need the cinema and the film industry what shouldn't exist of? at all because it's not needed it doesn't bring anything there's no fucking
1: wealth or warmth they're to not it. good films is what I'm saying <laughs> The only reason it's there is because people want it. I don't think Expendables is good.
2: That's fine. You don't need to.
0: I didn't fucking say I thought it was good either. I said it was fun. I didn't say it was good. That's not fun either. There's some fucking dreadful parts of it. You said it was fantastic.
2: But... We also have to take Dan with a pinch of salt because he thinks the first Harry Potter shouldn't
1: exist. Yeah, because do you know what origin? I mean? It shouldn't.
0: I can't believe I'm the one having to fucking... Def- like, I'm
1: the criminal here. Andy, <laughs> Andy, I'm not having a go, love. Calm down. I'm just discussing the fact that, you know, they're not that great and you're Look. saying... There, no, when, wait, wait,
0: wait, wait, wait. when it's the first film that wesley snipes was in after oh he was arrested God. for tax evasion and they ask where he's been and he says i was in prison for tax evasion and it makes a reference to him actually that's being arrested in real life that's funny shit man that's the good stuff
1: right okay blade wasn't that good either what? get out get out okay the first one all right second one this yeah, Three, no. I like the second one. Uh, three Three's was not worst. good.
2: Second no, one's no. not as bad as you think.
1: I like
0: the third one. The third one might be my favourite because it's got Ryan Reynolds in it. So,
2: Oh, see, the second one's good because it's got Norman Reedus in it. Hmm.
0: I like that Dan's being smug because he's like, oh, it shows his taste because he likes the world with the right. I mean, next week I'll bring another fucking depressing film. How about that? So no, to,
2: to am... be the advocate, I can see both sides, but I think the problem is Dan. This is
1: not a debate. This is not a debate. <laughs> it is now. You've turned this into a courtroom session. Penny's suddenly come along with a fucking hammer going, order, I'm order. i the
2: judge. I think it's when you say that we don't need it. We I don't can't... need anything.
1: No, I'm, uh, I'm happy That Andy enjoys the film. But because this is a podcast with differing opinions, and I know that not everyone will agree with us, and sometimes there will be different people with different opinions on things we talk about, like if everyone said that Drive was excellent, right? Wink. It's good to have someone else that didn't like Drive, for example, Penny, because I know there are some people out there who don't enjoy Drive. I... Being the podcast host that I am, I'm just being that other person who says, "Now nah, they're shit, mate. So therefore, creating conversation and therefore creating a podcast with actual content, wink, guys, is why I'm doing this. Sausages. Sausages.
2: <laughs> Does it help that I haven't seen
0: any of them? Absolutely not. Well, it depends whose opinion you hold in high regard, mine or
1: Dan's. Yeah, that's I mean, a good neither question. You. you wouldn't like it because it's an action film. Wait, 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 wait wait, wait, wait,
2: mind action films. It sounds funny. If we
1: put a gun to your head, who's, whose opinion would you trust?
2: About what?
1: Would you rather trust Andy or Dan? <laughs> uh,
2: I trust Andy because one, I've played Among Us with you. And two, oh. you've golden balls to Andy. So in that yeah. case, I would trust Andy more. Sneaky it, fuck.
1: It was a board game. You're just, you're, you're basing yeah, your exactly. decision that's, off a board we've game. we still
2: not met in real life. I need to meet you and then we'll know.
1: There's no truer emotion. I was playing to win the game. Yeah. <laughs> Therefore, I yeah, was thinking. And are
2: you trying to win at the game of life, Dan? Oh, fuck off. <laughs>
1: I'm trying to win the game <laughs> of life. What is this? Jesus <laughs> fucking Christ.
0: Anyway, The Expendables is a laugh for a lot of action <laughs> stars from the 90s. So if that's your vibe, if you like Demolition Man or whatever. The one person who's not in it that I would have liked to see it is Kurt Russell but aside from that
1: oh yeah is he not in it in one of them no oh no. I would have thought he was he's oh not. I'm thinking of fucking is it in Chuck Norris isn't he in one of them
0: Chuck Norris is in the second one. Yeah. Second
1: one yeah that's
2: it Yeah. imagine if Dan had suddenly got the two we've had this whole <laughs> got argument the wrong film. actually thinking of different films <laughs> yeah. and he's like oh no I fucking love The Expendables
1: <laughs> which one's your favourite Andy <laughs> um not the first one they don't need it <laughs>
0: I don't know. The third one is my least favourite, I think, because it's got, like, new blood in it. Young kids, like Ronda Rousey, who's in it for some reason. The f- first or the second? Let's go for the first one.
1: The first one, okay.
2: Dan, what's your favourite one?
0: Uh, f- four. <laughs> the bleakest one, I I <laughs> was going to
2: say, if you pick two, then I'll, I can create content It's when picking the third one. It's when
1: Sylvester Stallone finds a new buddy called Forky. He goes off, and then all sorts of gets jealous that he's going off for Forky. <laughs> and it lost its true meaning of its story from the original. And that's why I like Floyd the best. Anyway, guys, are we all done? Yeah, sure.
0: Sure. Okay. Excellent. We've milked this cow enough. That's the second time I've mentioned milking Stop. a cow today. yeah.
1: Oh, milky goodness. You know? Yeah, we used to be on the same team
3: together. What's my oldest worst friend doing here? Both your names came to the top of the list. Is that a problem? Yeah. Should have shot him when I had a chance. Big Bonnie Ross. Gregory Trent Mouse. what are you doing, praying for Brooke? Could be. Have you been sick? You lost weight. Really? Whatever weight I lost, you found, pal. (laughs) You guys aren't going to start sucking each other's dicks, are you?
1: film out of the hat this week was Dan's Choice, which was the Spanish film from Argentina. Wild Tales, which came out all the way in 2014. It's probably got no one you recognize in it, uh, except who's the one guy that was in this that I kind of was like, is it Pedro Calberlio? No, he's a producer. Anyway, forget I said that. Probably won't recognize anyone because it is a foreign film. Unless
2: you're Spanish. Hi, Spanish listeners.
1: Hi, Spanish listeners. I don't think we have any at all. I checked the analytics. I don't list.
2: know. We've got lots of like less than one percent in a bunch of countries.
1: So. Yeah, For a high one Spanish person. <laughs> Probably just people using
0: proxies, are not
1: <laughs> Thanks, proxies, keeping the show alive. Thank you. This is an anthology film with six standalone shorts, all written and directed by Damien Sifron, and it follows a common theme of violence and vengeance. Shall we go through each one? And then we'll pick our yes. favourite, I guess. Yeah. Let's start with the first one. By the way, this was shot in eight weeks, the entire film. Pretty impressive, right? Mm. I mean, I know it's an anthology and it kind of takes place in one particular location, I guess, each of the stories. but What, Spain? Uh, <laughs> I don't know if it was Spain or Argentina. I don't know. I guess whichever. Somewhere in South America, maybe. Okay, let's begin. So we're starting off this where our first story, technically, even though it's just kind of like an intro story which is called Paternak Pasternak. No, it's called Paternack, because I made sure I got the pronunciation right. So when they were talking about Gabrielle Paternak that's how they pronounce it. So I know it looks like Pasternak, but it's not. Oh, so- get to the fucking point, you fucking pedant. <laughs> Jesus Christ. I'm really enjoying pissing Andy off. It's actually quite nice to <laughs> I haven't slept enough. <laughs> I can fucking tell. <laughs> yeah. So Pasternak. <laughs> <laughs> is uh it starts off with a woman who's checking in her bags at an airport and she says to the person at checking desks my ticket was paid for by a company can i get air miles which i thought was a cheeky way of fucking get air miles i would have never done that because you're not supposed to do that, that works though expenses though you can claim for mm. but not fucking air miles all right stop being cheeky with it i've never had a job where that's an option so i've definitely
0: claimed air miles on have you uh, <laughs> expensed flights yeah oh you shouldn't probably
1: admit this on the fucking podcast. Just doesn't
0: have the balls. It's one of the perks, isn't it? Just bleep out. <laughs> just beep out. <dull.
1: laughs> anyway, she's talking about how her ticket was being paid for by a company. It's important later. So she gets on the plane, and a man next to her on the plane is asking the woman about her. I don't know if he was being flirtatious or he liked the, the look of her or something, but I think it was being a little bit like... Hey, what's up there, you know?
2: My first note just says no one wants you to talk to them when you're on a plane. Yeah, that right. too. Like,
1: I yeah. never want the person no. n- anywhere near me. I-,
2: I have had people talk to me, like, because I travel on my own a lot, and I have had it. But, yeah, no one wants that.
1: The worst is when you're in a window seat, and they're in the middle. And so you have to, like, mm-hmm. if you want to go and leave or walk around, you have to get past them first <laughs> or something.
2: I ended up chatting to a guy in an airport because we were delayed. And then we obviously were on the same plane and then the plane was delayed. And then he managed to swap his seat so he could sit next to me and talk to Carrie.
1: Oh, to on the plane. How long?
0: Did you put headphones in immediately?
1: That's a good idea, actually. No. I right.
0: uh, should have.
2: Well, I was fine chatting to him sitting at the airport. It wasn't very far. I was going from Chicago to New York, so it wasn't very far. But it was just awkward. And he was American, and I gave him like a 50p and some UK money, and he was very
1: excited. You gave him some, wait, sorry, you gave him some money <laughs> on a plane. Like, some, can I spare <laughs> some change? 50p. Like, he was doing a performance, and you gave him some no, money, never like seen a any peasant, English
2: money. Like,
1: a f- penny. He's just robbed you. That's what he's
0: done. He's essentially picked you up. Like, pocket. 74p. Can I have 50p for the machine?
2: Yeah, then he gave me his business card, and then I immediately threw it in the bin and ran away.
1: Okay, that's nice to know. Anyway, so (laughs) the man next to her on the plane is asking about the woman. What does she do in life and stuff? And she says she's a model. She asks the same thing to this guy. And he says he's a music critic from the classical genre of music. She then explains to him that her old boyfriend is also into classical music, but he's not famous. And he submitted a bunch of stuff and never got published or anything like that. However, this man asks her, what was his name? And she goes to explain that it's Pasternak, for Andy's sake. Pasternak. Gabriel, Pasternak. Gabriel Pasternak. And he starts to look a bit, a little bit like, what the fuck, on his face. This must be a day in the life of Pantastic. He explains, he reviewed him and remembers the name very well. The only reason he remembers the name very well is because he ripped into it and so did a bunch of people he worked with. It was fucking awful, apparently, the music. It was the worst thing he ever heard. Like, it was just bad. That's the only reason he remembers it. Then, woman in the front seat says, he was my student at elementary school. She held him back because that boy had issues. And then a man nearby says he was a classmate in that school. And then we get the depot manager (laughs) behind them saying, he had to let Gabrielle go because he was a psycho.
2: Before that, sorry, I've written like, her ex was his student. And then I've put, what is this final destination bullshit? They're all going to die.
1: Yeah. But the music critic starts to put the pieces together a little bit. And then he asks everyone on the plane, at, standing up and asking everyone on the plane, how did you all get these tickets? Did you all pay for them? And they all respond pretty much by saying, no, they got sent to me. I want them in a raffle. Either a company paid for them. I can't remember the other excuses, but yeah, they pretty much all got sent these tickets for free. Now, the interesting thing I want to point out, I don't know if guys noticed, but as this is all playing out in the background, you see Gabrielle going into the cockpit, I think when very early on, but you can actually see the face of the guy going into the cockpit. And then while they're all talking about this, you see in the background, everything playing out with the stewardess, like getting worried. You hear the knocking on the door and it gets louder and louder as they start to realize things as well. It's really fucking well played out in the background, especially in stuff like that. So the stewardess at this point, when the uh, music critic kind of notices that everyone didn't pay for their ticket, she's knocking on the door. She can't get in. And she turns around and says, Gabrielle is the cabin chief on this flight and he has locked himself (gasps) inside with the pilots he asked me out once i refused and i don't think he's been the same ever since Gabriel is an angry angry man he's not happy he starts to take control of the plane and pretty much heading towards the ground at this point everyone's screaming victor his psychiatrist is there he explains to another guy that he raised his fees and that's why gabriel got mad at him and start going stop going to his place starts banging on the door saying you're not the victim here it's your parents fault open the door open the door and then the final <laughs> shot is an old couple in the garden as they see a plane just above them not taking much notice of it at first but then they start to realize especially man the plane seems to be coming closer and closer and closer and closer to them and then the final shot we get is them just about being wiped out by a fucking boeing 747 or something <laughs> Pretty much, pretty good It's pretty
2: fucking impressive, all that planning and shit, isn't it? To get
1: he must have been All fucking those minted. people,
2: he's probably saved up for a, a while. If you're that mad that you're gonna,
1: oh, get like, them all on the plane and stuff, yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, yeah, how so.
2: many people do you reckon run that plane? Uh-huh, Ish- I'm 60,
1: 70, yeah.
2: So, like, I'm I'm not called Petty Bennett for no reason, but like, to find 70 people, I'm mad enough to die over by that- crashing a plane. That's, that's a lot of people.
1: It's that whole thing of, if you're going to take me down, I'm taking you down with me, essentially.
0: Yeah,
2: but I can't think of 70 people that I'd be that pissed at.
1: I can think of
0: 70 people, but not people who know me.
2: (laughs) Not people I have any contact
0: with anymore, you know,
1: kind of thing, yeah. Well, no, just people that, you know, don't know how much I dislike them.
2: That guy that cut me up at the roundabout. Or
1: Yeah. What's interesting about this is, actually, in the credits, the two old people who get hit last are credited as Gabrielle's parents
2: i assume that it was yeah. yeah
1: so when the was like
2: to then get the plane in the right place yeah
1: to- especially when the psychiatrist goes it was your parents fault you're the yeah. victim the last person yeah. he kills is the parents obviously and it was um, impressive yeah i like that as an opening i think it's a good opening it's it's mm. not too long all these kind of go longer as we go along but yeah this one is uh pretty straightforward but um i like it It's it's pretty good for an opening Uh, main credits we get each cast member represented by an animal which is quite funny Mm -hmm. Uh, and then we get to our second story the rats which is about essentially a woman who's working at a restaurant diner and a loan shark comes in to the restaurant by the highway and the waitress notices who this person is this is the man who years before roomed her family and cause her father's untimely death because I think he took away his house or um, basically bankrupted the dad and stuff, and he ends up killing himself. So she starts to take his order: eggs on chips. How do you feel about that, Andy? uh
0: Honestly, I've written, "What a waste of and <laughs> chips." <laughs> I knew you would have a problem. With but that. also, who has that as a meal? I don't. Is that a delicacy in? I've South never America? seen it
1: on a menu. I've never seen it Spain. ever.
2: But you live in a seaside town. It's all over the seafront in South End. Egg and chips is, is a thing.
1: Like, but put the egg on the chips, not egg by the chips. You know, like your fry up. You know? I think
2: that's just how she presented it. He just asked her for egg and chips. I think that's just how she played also,
1: it Also, the way she slammed that plate down. I love how Andy's found some second wind as soon as they talk about food. <laughs> <laughs> the way she slams that plate down, she's not getting a tip. Yeah, she knows who he is, though. That's the thing. She recognises who, who he is. and It's like, fuck this guy kind of thing. I just
0: think it was a little bit dry. I think it could have had, you know, maybe something to go with. Maybe beans.
1: Beans, chips, and egg. Perfect. Are we really egg discussing a
2: fictional <laughs> man's choice of dinner in a short story? Yes.
1: I knew it would get some comments. Okay. That's the reason I brought it up first. So either way. Okay. Anyway, so he orders a plate of food. <laughs> but in the meantime, as this waitress is going back and forth between the kitchen, she's talking to the cook. And the cook basically is very upfront with offering rat poison to mix in the man's food because she doesn't yes. want the waitress to feel like she's has to serve this man and like be nice to him and stuff. She's like, just give him rat poison. Here just you go. Just murder him. Just murder him. Fucking no one's going to find out. It's fine.
2: I went to prison. Wasn't that bad.
1: <laughs> exactly. Prison's not so bad. You get free rent, free food, <laughs> all that kind of stuff. Which we then find out that the cook has actually been to prison. So this isn't her first rodeo, essentially. I really like the way they say coca Light or Diet Coke. coca Light. coca light. I love it. I might call it Coca-lite anymore now. coca Light. <laughs> Sorry. I just really like the way they say it. <laughs> so the cook ends up making the food. Waitress has no idea that the cook has secretly put the poison in without telling her. She then notices in the sink that there is, I get rat poison particles or something in the in the sink. From yep. I'm not really sure how she knows. She just goes to the sink and she notices it, and she gets really mad because now the guy is about to eat the rat poison. The cook says, "Don't worry, his heart will just explode or whatever. No one's going to find out. Who's going to? You know, he's a mobster. Who's going to care if this guy dies?" But she starts getting worried that she thinks the rat poison might be out of date doesn't even know if rat poison has an actual out of date i think it does actually if i'm thinking correctly it does
0: raise a good question though does out of date
1: rat poison Get is it worse. more harmful or less yeah harmful? i, I would have thought it'd be like i'd say less it'd still have the same effect maybe like what you're gonna do is just you're trying I to feel kill it like
2: a... the chemicals would degrade and it wouldn't be as oh chemically, yeah. so i would think less that's
0: what i would
3: thought
1: uh, fair enough she's about to go and uh maybe change her mind about or, or try to distract the man and she keeps going back and forth with him trying to like say oh i'll heat up your food don't worry he's like no no go away leave me alone jesus christ you're annoying me kind of thing a bus pulls up young man comes out and he meets what supposedly is the teenage son of this guy and he starts to share his father's meal this time the waitress is like oh no we can't let the boy eat it i don't want him to die even if this guy dies i want the boy to die
2: yeah because then you have to start hiding bodies and stuff and it's more complicated isn't it
1: Yeah, that's the exact reason. (laughs) My reason. That's Penny's psychotic reason. It's hard to hide the bodies. Um, Makes sense, though. Thank you. Sure. The waitress tries to take the plate away. The man attacks her after she throws food in his face to kind of distract him. And (laughs) while he's grabbing the waitress, the cook comes up behind him and kills him with a chef's knife by saying things like, I'll gut you like a chicken and stabbing the fuck out of this guy. No remorse, no nothing, in front of the kids. I mean,
2: she was literally looking for any reason yes pretty <laughs> much
1: she it was more her who wanted before, it
2: before it was like you could poison him and his heart would explode and maybe it'd be a heart attack and now i really noticed now you're like now, nah, i've just fucking stabbed him in front of his kids so now you know she's made it more complicated but she gives no fucks it's
1: now self-defense true i know like a lot of people seen this films a lot of people say that this is the weakest one but i also find it interesting like if you take it for example she's looking for any excuse to go back to prison because of the way she talked about it like it Possibly. being rent free yeah you don't have to do anything you get free food and she sat in like a lonely diner cooking food you know in the middle of the night yeah kicking fucking fried egg and chips what <laughs> the chips fuck is that the
0: fucking
2: why is your problem with egg and chips
1: move on it's just weird man So the last um he ends up uh, getting killed and you know pool of bloods. the boy ends up throwing up after seeing what happened to his dad
2: is that why or was it not the poison
1: poison because well because the problem
2: i had with this one is that the, the man ate a lot of egg and chips and nothing happened yes but then the boy ate like three chips and then before it all goes a bit wrong he's like i don't feel very well Yes. And then the whole thing with the woman. So I'm like, so the poison's working, but why isn't it working? How do you know job? it's not?
1: No. How do you know it's working? Because he just came off a bus. He could have been like a bit road sick or something.
2: It mm, wasn't very clear.
1: He could have just thrown up because he was on a long trip or something. Like it doesn't like the whole point of it is like, you don't know the answer. It was the poison in date. Yes. Was it? You just kind of left to know if it's a mystery. But in the end, the guy dies anyway, pretty much. And the cook ends up going to jail pretty much. So, Yeah we get the last scene that they're all outside and the cook being arrested and driven away by police car which nicely goes into the next story as we see a very fast audi in the background speeding along as we get the next story called the strongest which features diago who's driving through the desert and he is uh very well dressed man, I would say. A very much an Audi driver, would you say, Andy?
0: Yes, he looks like every Audi driver I've ever seen. <laughs> Fucking obnoxious.
1: Yes, Spanish or Argentinian, whatever. There's
0: actually there's one exception to the Audi driver rule. What? And that's someone we know. <laughs> Quite often wears Toy Story pajamas. Yes, that's true. Yes, and drives an Audi.
1: Mm. He used to. He used to he, drive what? an Audi. um Not anymore. Hi, mate. <laughs> So Diago, he's driving through the desert and eventually he uh, comes up behind a very slower, older car that is constantly blocking his path. Now, it's not really blocking his path. There is a way he can no, overtake him. F- fucking
2: massive road in the middle of the desert. Yeah,
1: that's what I thought. Yeah. Like, there is two lanes, technically, and there was no one coming. He could have done it easily, but because he is um, an Audi driver, <laughs> <so> <laughs> he decide- he's just been very... Aggressive with the whole thing, let's be honest. And he starts beeping, saying, Get off the road, trying to get this guy to move. He overtakes him on the other side of the road, puts his middle finger up to him, insults the driver, called Mario, by the way. And further up the road, Diego gets a flat tire. And it takes forever. Obviously, this is just one road just going one way. So eventually, after about 30 or 40 seconds later, Mario in his slow little car eventually catches up to the Audi driver, which has broken down. He obviously tries to take some calls, trying to get a pickup delivery. And I love the bit where he sees the car and just does the whole head scratch, quickly do the tire because he doesn't want to be embarrassed, yeah. get in the car, roll up the windows and just kind of go, uh-huh, hi, oh yeah, my car broke. Uh.
2: He's like, yeah, 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 I know, fucking yeah. go. Tries to Weasel, little
1: shit. Yeah. <laughs> so he ends up sat in his car. Obviously, he's tried to replace the tire, but he hasn't really done it fully. At this point so he's just sat in his car and mario in his small car rolls up and sort of looks at him and goes ah your car broke i see so what mario decides to do is very cleverly drive the car in front of the car but reverse back on it so that he can't see the number plates of his car his slow car mm-hmm. And he can't make a call to the police and say, it's this number plate, come help me. He parks the car in front of Diego's and he ends up smashing the windshield. He then decides that that's not good enough. He defecates on it and urinates on it as well. It's the driest shit I've ever it's seen. It's so dry.
0: <laughs> it's like a fucking camel, isn't it? What has he been eating? I did not notice the
2: moisture what? content of the poop. There
0: was no smear or anything. It was like someone just fucking
1: dropped a pebble. Well, no, that's good. That's a, that's a good shit, though. That means you're you're healthy. You're taking good care of yourself. If it's just a solid, it's fine. If it's running... No, it- no, no. Yes. It looked like he'd
0: been eating hay. <laughs> honestly didn't notice
1: you guys oh uh, we took good notes on this yeah <laughs> legit I got a lot of notes on this so he does all that kind of stuff to his car just as a revenge for sticking the middle finger up on him you also
0: see his nutsack i've just remembered when Do he's you? taking a shake Great. you see his nutsack okay now.
1: right that's an important detail like <laughs> so just as mario's about to leave after pretty much destroying the a lot of diago's car Diago pushes him by just wheel spinning his car, even though it's not fully ready to go in a way because he's only put I think three of the bolts on out of the four. Pushes the car in front of him, Mario's car, and off a cliff into the river, and decides to drive off by just leaving She's Mario. He's kind of dumb
2: because at this point he has called the police.
1: Yes, he has called. He the has the police, called yeah. the
2: police and said there is a man attacking me, and so I suppose he did and say the tow he was attacking him, but
1: and all that kind of stuff. Yeah, yeah,
2: but then I was like. He's called the police. The guy is attacking him. So I guess it is self-defense. But you've also called the police and then pushed a man off a cliff. Well,
1: it's, hmm. it's the constant back and forth. That it's This is actually probably yeah. the funniest because it's that constant back and forth of like, oh, I'm so sorry. And then as soon as they get the opportunity, like, well, fuck you then. I'm going to fucking do this. And it's yeah. like the two of them are just like back and forth, back and forth between each other. I no
0: personally way. don't know why he got back in the car in the first place because he had a tie wrench in his hand and he could have just put the wheel on and fucking twat at him if he needed to.
1: I think that embarrassment, you know, that shame of like putting on the tire himself because it was flat, he didn't want to do that. So, I mean, yeah, if
0: you've got to swap a tire, you've got to swap a tire. Yeah, but
1: it's more about the guy, you know, glass houses. It's like he did his whole like middle finger to him. This guy is obviously like he wouldn't do that to him face to face if he wasn't inside the car. The car is his protective shield, essentially. And this guy is in actual fact when he's trying to be like, oh, big old tough guy. When he's actually confronted, he's a fucking scaredy little cat. He won't even grab the tire iron or whatever and like use that as self-defense. So
2: yeah, he's Billy Big Bollocks until he's actually confronted by Wolf Creek Man. Exactly. Mm. Like, oh, Wolf no. Creek Man.
1: Yes, he is very Wolf
2: Creek. Yeah. He did give me Wolf Creek vibes.
1: <laughs> so he pushes Mario's car off using a green shell. And um,
2: come on, I'm a gamer.
1: But the problem is, is that, <laughs> Diago uh, realizes that Mario knows the license plate of this Audi and Diogo's car. So he realizes this as he's driving away and goes, shit, I need to kill him. I need to make sure he doesn't remember the fuck or knock him out at least. I mean he's trying to fucking run him over essentially. So he returns, tries to run Mario over, loses control. I think his tire goes off at this point because it's not properly on, loses control and crashes into the river right where the other car is and lands right on top of it with his car on top of Mario's car in the same room. I've just
2: written written that escalated quickly.
1: It's great. (laughs) I love this one. It's it's really funny in like a very violently kind of way, but Hmm. Mario then enters Diego's car through the trunk because he realizes that the boot is kind of broken and it's open. So the only way he can get through of course is by kicking those back seats down and trying to get into the car, which he does do Diago gets a fucking fire extinguisher and whacks over the head of Mario.
2: Them kind of slap fighting in the car was quite funny.
1: Yeah, it's a silence of eh,
2: eh, eh, eh.
1: <laughs> Diago eventually gets strangled by seatbelt.
2: That's pretty savage.
1: Which Mario kicks open the front door, kind of leaves him on the side of the car as he's getting strangled with the seatbelt, and you think he's gonna die. He loses some air, but he quickly gets a second wind. At the same time, this bit I found so funny the same time, Mario grabs a piece of his shirt, lights it on fire and puts it in the fuel tank. But as he's doing it, Diego gets off the seatbelt thing and grabs him, brings him back into the car.
2: And he's trying to blow it out. And he's trying to blow (laughs) it out. And
1: he's like, no, wait, we're going to (laughs) die. I love that bit. It's so good.
2: That was my favorite bit too.
1: So he tries to bring him back in, tries to blow it out. Uh, Unfortunately, the fire is now about to go into the gas tank. We then get a shot of a tow truck driver driving past this bridge. As he drives by, the fucking whole thing explodes near the bridge. And when the police arrive, they later discover two charred bodies, pretty much skeletons, holding each other and mistake them for lovers who died in a crime of passion. <laughs> <laughs> the end. Uh, yeah, I, I like this one a lot. We go on the next one. Little Bomb. This which, one, Yes. Uh,
2: not. it didn't make me think of Andy.
1: <laughs> it did make me think of Andy, yes. <laughs> yeah, 100%. Uh,
2: just... <laughs> Like not that this has happened to you.
1: One day but it will.
2: I feel like not we can all relate to it, but it's
1: probably the most relatable one, I think, out of all yeah. of them to everyone. So So Simeon Fisher is a, a demolition expert and he ends up picking up a cake for his daughter's birthday party. It's quite well
2: expensive, isn't it? It was really expensive.
1: It was. You can see the um wedding cake, by the way, for the later on story in that cake shop as well in the window. Ah. And he discovers when he comes out of the cake shop. His car has been towed. Ah, we've all been there. Relatable. Ah, goddamn (laughs) DMV. Yeah. (laughs) So he goes to. I can't do small talk, as you know. I'm not very good with common things. (laughs) Either way, he goes to the tow car lot and argues with an employee to no avail. He says a bunch of things, like you normally say, like, do you enjoy doing this? Like, I was just outside for a few minutes. I could see the yellow lines. The yellow lines weren't there. How did I know? It was a, like, it was, there was no clear indication.
2: That did annoy me when he was like, Am I supposed to have memorized where I can park everywhere? Because if there were no signs.
1: <laughs> yeah, 100%.
2: Like, I can see why he was mad.
1: Yes. But in the end of the day, he's like, You still have to pay the fine. You always have, to pay, fine. Yeah. You have yeah. to pay the fine.
2: Yeah, you do. And then you have to try and get it back.
1: Pretty much. He grudgingly pays the towing fee and he ends up missing his daughter's party. The wife is mad to the point where his wife seems to be like at wits ends with mm. him in a way saying like this is like the yeah. last straw kind of thing. And he's like, what does that mean? But the next day when Simeon is refused a refund for the fee of the DMV, he ends up uh, <laughs> smashing the glass in the DMV. <laughs>
2: i would just put, he needs to calm the fuck down.
1: Does <laughs> <laughs> still remind
0: you of Andy? Would this be a thing Andy does? I think if I was pissed off, I would do that. Andy no. Green with us here. I haven't done it yet, but I mean, okay, fair for the purposes of the tape, <laughs> yeah. he hasn't done it yet. I haven't had to be in a post office for a while and that normally does it.
1: <laughs> so he ends up getting arrested. The story ends up making the news. His demolition company ends up firing him. His wife seeks divorce and sell custody of his daughter. He's having a really bad day is what we're trying to say because of his car going mm. and it just escalates into He loses his job. His wife loses him. He can't get sole custody of his daughter. Even when he's arguing with the two lawyers, he's sort of saying to his lawyer, why aren't you fighting for me? And then the other lawyer, the kind of prosecutor is kind of like, well, Mm -hmm. you're not very good, dad. You're quite violent, as we've seen. And he's like, I'm not violent. (laughs) I'm, I'm fine. There's nothing wrong with me. I'm okay." He ends up trying to go for a new job. My favorite thing, where he goes into a new job smiling, all good, and he's like, hi, I'm here to see the- He doesn't
2: try very hard, does he?
1: Well, this is the thing. He goes like, hi, I'm here to see the secretary. And they're like, oh, um, uh, uh, she's at lunch. And he's like, it's 4 p.m. Uh, yeah, I no, you know.
2: Don't tell me when I can take lunch.
1: Do you think I'm a fucking idiot? 4pm for lunch <laughs> and he just fucking... You can tell her the fuck off. Tell everyone to fuck off and leaves. He's at his wit ends at this point. Then he goes back from trying to get that job interview and finds <laughs> out his car has been towed yet again.
2: Just be, mm-hmm. towed again? He's going to go postal. I'm like, <laughs> he's going to fucking lose his tiny mind.
1: He just ends up paying at this time. He's sort of in this state of like fuck my life zen yeah zen like he's got to do something but he doesn't really know what to do so he's just kind of like this is pay the fee live my life whatever this is crap but then we get a scene where he's got something in the boot of his car which is flashing blue lights on his face and we don't really know what the hell this is yet but he ends up attempting or on purpose leaving his car in a double yellowed zone while he sits at a cafe and watches as his car gets towed on purpose.
2: Petty Bennett approves of this plan, by the way. I
1: was all on
0: board with everything he was doing until he started (laughs) dipping his croissant into a coffee. Yeah. And I was like, I'm fucking out. This this guy's a monster. He deserves everything that happens to him.
2: You guys are so judgy about food.
0: (laughs) Well, you have fucking... We like to learn about cultures. You have fucking gravy on beans,
1: so...
2: Yeah, and it's a hill I'm willing to die on. Mate.
1: You have gravy in your breakfast. You can't fucking say much. Yeah, you, it's only right? when it's a carvery
0: breakfast. That's no,
2: it. you haven't taken me for breakfast gravy yet. Next
0: week. <laughs> I'm not fucking putting gravy <laughs> in my cereal, am I?
2: Neither am I. I would
0: if I ate cereal, but...
2: Have, you, have either of you been to Spain? I'm not saying it's a Spanish yes. thing. but yeah. So why are you so judgy about coffee and egg and chips?
1: Because I think it's the butter if it was really buttery croissant i wouldn't want the coffee with the mixed in the butter it's like it's too dairy for me i think you're not just too eating
2: much. it simeon's eating it i get leave the poor man alone he's having a horrible time you let him do pen. what he wants it's to just, do it's just
1: no i get that I, i'm not having a go i just found <laughs> it strange that that's a yeah. thing that people do that was it that's all andy was pointing out as well i just found yeah, it yeah do you
0: know what's gonna make his time even more horrible what finding fucking pastry crumbs at the bottom of his coffee <laughs>
1: I thought you were going to say
0: cholesterol. I don't <laughs> I like, care about <laughs> cholesterol. Look at me. Can't I don't care about that shit. Or sugar. <laughs>
1: sugar. <laughs> I love how this podcast has been a mixture of food, music, <laughs> and, a lot and of rage. some movie talk. <laughs> and a lot of rage. Yeah. So it gets towed again. And as the car is sat in the kind of tow parking lot, an explosion happens. Big, big explosion happens. Not the greatest CGI in the world, but I'm going to forgive him. It's not the biggest budget film, but it was pretty all right. I would say kind of CGI explosion. Destroying the offices, no casualties because he is a demolition expert. He knew the radius of the blast. He knew no one would get hurt because he put the bomb there. Very clever. Here's the weird bit. He's imprisoned and he becomes... this made no sense. It's fucking... (laughs) He's imprisoned and he becomes a local hero earning the nickname of Bombita, Little Bomb, and calls on social media for his release because he he finally did what everyone (laughs) wanted him to do. He stood up to the man. Yes, he stood up to the man. And there's a very weird scene at the end where he's in prison. This
2: wouldn't happen, right? Like, it feels like they just let his daughter in the back door of the prison with a birthday cake.
1: Yeah, it's weird and funny in a way. But yeah, we get a scene with the prison where everyone's singing along happy birthday in the prison and the daughter and the wife come through and give Simeon his birthday cake. He blows out the birthday cake and the cake is in the form of a tow truck i think yeah. as well yeah <laughs> and um everyone's happy and jolly and this is that could hap-
2: trigger him really badly
1: it's blowing out the fire on the toe i don't know it's just that the happiest part of this film is at the end when he's in the prison finally doing what everyone wanted to do all their lives mm. and he, as andy said he stood up to the man and now his daughter likes him and now his wife likes him <laughs> it's just <laughs> very
0: strange the only time you see him smile
1: Exactly. Anytime you see smile as well, and that anthology part of it ends. It's like a budget Viva Vendetta slash falling (laughs) down. I liked it with tow truck. Yeah, yeah, falling down.
2: This next one was my least favorite. The proposal. It was long and it was boring. I
1: I think it is my least favorite as well. I think we'll get into the end. We'll say what our favorite and least favorite is. But yeah,
2: this one I don't know how long they were, but it felt really long.
1: Yeah, each one gets longer I think as it goes on, pretty much. Okay. So the proposal, it's pretty straightforward. Teenager has crashed his wealthy dad's car and he ends up driving home. What we think at the start is committing a hit and run in this car. We don't know who to. The clever thing about this, even though I think it is kind of my least favorite, you don't realize the details, but they're all kind of told through the television mm-hmm. reports. Like, mm-hmm. you know who the person is, who got hit. Then you hear from the later on the husband. Yeah. Uh, and then you hear that they're chasing, they're trying to find who it is, and there'll be prosecutors been sent and all that kind of so You hear a lot of things just through the television as well. This one I felt is the most Black Mirror-y, right? For me, I think it is, in a way. It was the most Black Mirrory kind of yeah. dark ending as well. And, and yeah. it felt the most Black Mirror episode.
0: I'd probably agree. I was expecting a twist, but it never came, so.
1: But we end up at one point knowing that it was a hit and run on a pregnant woman and the woman and her child are reported dead on local news and her husband is also on the local news swearing vengeance to whoever killed her. The parents form a plan with their lawyer or the family lawyer to have one person who can kind of cover up for the son and the only person they have in this house is their groundskeeper, Jose. Okay. And he is going to take the blame in a deal that they discussed for half a million dollars. They- half a
2: million? I would need way more fucking money well
1: he does ask for more
2: yeah but originally he says yes for half a million i'm like we are not even talking yeah but you say that's at the least whole a million to start with
1: that's the point of the film is that the whole entire oh, the entire thing of it is just people keep asking for more and more and more, and more as, as time goes on
0: we also don't know how poor he is half a million might be a lot he's a groundskeeper
1: so not super rich
0: I've literally got no notes for this
1: one because I was bored and one of them is I would need more money oh pen Jesus Christ you don't even try (laughs) this one was boring yeah I also found it probably the least interesting one but I still like tried
2: I did try I wrote four notes (laughs) I didn't have anything else to say
0: about it I did write
1: is this the house
0: from Parasite
1: no, Andy. Not every house. house that's a mansion is from Parasite, okay? It had Jeez. big glass windows and large grassy fields. Bless him. He's only seen one mansion, and he thinks every house is. <laughs> that's
2: what they all look like. Buckingham Palace is that the Parasite house?
1: They end up forming a deal with the groundskeeper: half a million dollars if he takes the blame. He will pretend that he drank and drove the car, and he just kind of pulled up at the house and don't remember who he hit or anything like that however while they're doing this and while they're trying to get the groundskeeper in the seat and cleverly adjust the seat so that it's the right position so it's not like too close or too far away so it looks like he did actually drive it the prosecutor turns up and the family were going to drive away but instead the lawyer says no no stay here if he's here you gotta stay here No, i
2: thought they didn't sorry i thought they didn't change the seat they made him just sit in the seat and put his hands all over the steering wheel so his fingerprints were there, They didn't they catch him out because the seat was in the wrong place? They adjusted
0: the seat. They didn't adjust the mirrors, and that's what catches him out. Oh, okay. Sorry. Yes.
1: Gotcha. Sorry. The prosecutor comes through, and he ends up starting asking questions, and they immediately go into the whole scenario of, it was this guy, the housekeeper, he came home drunk. We don't know really that much than that, but he has confessed that he came home drunk. The prosecutor takes the groundskeeper to the car, sits in the car he starts by looking at the rear mirrors and then the overhead mirror to see if he can see what the groundskeeper would see and the interesting detail is that he's like well judging by your position in the car you'll be looking at the seat covers i think said i can't remember the headrest yeah the roof something like that these mirrors are not just a few which is a bit strange everyone's looking around each drunk. other drunk
2: Inverted
1: this. That's that's the excuse I would have used if I was in that scenario. Just (laughs) like, he was drunk. (laughs) Like, that's the thing. The lawyer of the family ends up going, I think we should negotiate to the dad. And he ends up negotiating with the prosecutor to say, okay, we'll do a deal with you. We've been caught, essentially. Let's do a deal with you so you get money. The caretaker now, the groundskeeper, now asks for an apartment along with his half a million because he wants more now
2: is that because he found out the lawyer was getting a million right
1: he was annoyed that the lawyer was getting, was getting half a million. million well his lawyer was getting half a million the groundskeeper was getting half a million as well he was like i'm getting as paid as much as the lawyer yet yeah i'm like- the one going to prison yeah and he's not yeah. so i have to get something extra i need the house which is fair yeah when the family lawyer comes back he says okay the guy wants a million. So that's one million to him, half a million to me as a family lawyer, half a million to the groundskeeper, and of course the house as well. So, a lot of money. They all sit around in a study, and it's kind of revealed at one point when he says, I need 30,000 for fees, I may need to pay off the police if anyone's outside, if anyone saw anything. The father then kind of gets annoyed and says, Wait a minute, I'm already giving you a million, so I'm going to take 30,000 out of that from your fees. To which the prosecutor says, Who's getting a million? Uh, uh, uh.
2: Because also, he's mad at his lawyer, isn't he? Because he's like, well, I pay your company loads of money. I pay you on retainer. So he's like, I already fucking pay you. And he's like, yeah, but I want a million for this. And then the fees as well. So no wonder he gets the fucking ache.
1: Basically, everyone's trying to screw each other. (laughs) This is how we're getting here. But then the guilty son says he wants to confess to the crowd outside of the house. The father at this point is really frustrated because he got his lawyers. He got his groundskeeper. He got this prosecutor trying to ask for more money. They're like, I'm not doing this deal anymore. The deal's off. He shouts at the son. He's like, go and confess. Go ruin your life. Whatever. Yeah, do what you want. Couldn't give, give a shit.
2: Isn't he like, you always do what you want anyway?
1: Yeah, pretty much. Just do what you want. I don't give a shit. Goes upstairs, listens to some nice music. It's like classical music at real loud volume. I really wish at this point it was like fucking emo music he put on or something. And just put <laughs> like his, a pillow between his ears and lie in the bed and go, no, no one likes <laughs> finally the lawyer renegotiates and the father agrees on a lower price as we see jose is taken away by police and out of the crowd we see the dead woman's husband strike him repeatedly in the head with a hammer before fading to black and hearing a woman scream the end yeah
0: i felt like there was going to be a twist there where the dude hit a dog and not the woman yeah that'd be a shit twist well i just it was expecting <laughs> like i was expecting one of them to die anyway but i was also expecting them not to be the person who killed the pregnant woman it left me a little flat
1: it didn't need a twist i think it made its mention point pretty clear but yeah i don't think it's out of all of them though i, did, I didn't find it the most entertaining it's definitely the most depressing out of all of them i probably would say but yeah less funny this definitely wasn't funny <laughs> no definitely wasn't funny and finally the last of the anthology films and wild tales until death do us part we're at a Jewish wedding and the bride Romina or Mirina discovers that her groom Ariel I didn't know that's i I'm not trying to be that mm-hmm. guy but I didn't know that was a, a guy's name Ariel but then again yep. I'm not from fucking Spain you only have Argentina. the mermaid for <laughs> that's what I thought like reference. Ariel yeah, pretty much. Us English people don't fucking know shit. We've I know. mean,
2: I knew. I'm just saying you only had the... All right, pen. pen made for all right,
1: sorry. God, all right. I get it. Gang up on Dan. All right. Don't lump me in with you. So. <laughs> We're having a wedding party. Everyone's happy, dancing, etc. What you do in parties. <laughs> don't need to fucking explain.
2: What really annoyed me was the weird mix of music. Like there was a DJ and then like polka music.
1: It's a Jewish, Jewish wedding.
2: I know, I've been to one. That right. didn't happen. But I'm just What, that I've been to a Jewish wedding?
1: I'm just trying to get back at you.
2: (laughs) We did the whole chair thing. That was fun.
1: So everyone's happy, party dancing all that kind of stuff. Something you would see at the end of a happy Disney film, I would say, right? Just the the bride and the groom. They're all happy. All the fucking, that shitty, is it David Getter music is playing? Is it David Geta? Sia, I think. I don't know. Pop music. What the kids listen to these days. It's all happiness. Everything's great. You know, family's there. All that kind of stuff. Romania sees her husband talking to a girl with a tattoo. <gasps> the worst kind of
2: girl. Oh, uh, they are the
0: worst kind.
1: <laughs> Especially the star on the arm tattoo. She's got right? stars on the elbows? It's stars on the oh, elbow and arm, isn't it? It's the star tattoo. Is that what she had? Yeah. I'm pretty sure it was star tattoos. Yeah. Notes. Mm-hmm. Okay. At least one of us paying attention. Some writing, writing notes. Writing notes. <laughs> 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 I was writing the whole fucking <laughs> script at this point. Um, so she sees her husband talking to this girl with a tattoo. Now, it's not super flirty. But we'll get into reasons in a second. But, you know, there's some connection there of some sort. It's like, hi, how's it going?
2: They're work colleagues, right?
1: Work colleagues is what we find out later. But yeah. Well, she's
2: with all the other people that he works with at the table.
1: Yeah. So at this point, she ends up grabbing what we think at the time and what I thought it was, was his phone. And she rings a number on the phone. And this girl with the tattoo picks up. She rings it again. This girl with tattoo picks up. Hola? Not saying anything. But then the girl with the tattoo notices that the bride is staring directly at her with a phone in hand. She's now got her phone in hand. They're both staring at each other. The girl with the tattoo quickly goes to the person next to her and goes, uh, Act like you're speaking to me. Just, just act like you're speaking <laughs> to me. <laughs> oh shit, I'm dead. <laughs> Something is up. She now has to do a first dance with her husband. And she starts asking about the girl over there. She starts to put the pieces together of... Oh, that's just uh he says I said it's a work colleague, but she was like, Strange, I had this number ring me about a couple of months ago and I think she asked for us. No, how no, does, no, 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 no. No, no. How does how some, does she know you're a guitar teacher? Yeah.
2: Yeah, because somebody rang him and he didn't answer it and he said, Oh, it's just my guitar teacher and she wrote down the number. And then she called it when everybody was in there. A
1: few months ago, when I answered your phone, they hung up and you said it was your guitar teacher. So I saved the number. Now I call it and it's this girl. Seems strange this girl has your guitar teacher's phone line. Is what she says.
0: I mean, it is a weird coincidence, isn't it?
1: (laughs) (laughs) I find it strange that she immediately suspected something. So she... Save the number. Like, it must have been like a building, you know, building up to some tension or relationship. You wouldn't just do that straight away, right? You wouldn't just save a number that someone rang, I- even though, you
0: know? I mean, um, I guess so. You're probably right, unless you yeah. wanted guitar lessons. <laughs> also, the fact that she thinks that women can't play guitar or teach guitar yeah, lessons that too <laughs> is pretty,
2: well, no, nobody
0: pretty, else. uh, pretty obnoxious to me
2: (laughs) he didn't say oh that's my guitar teacher he said that's my work colleague so it's like well
1: she ends up putting one and one together and yeah it's the number that is saved as or she thought was guitar teacher is actually this girl so he ends up confessing during the dance along with the parents trying to join in in an awkward time that he slept with her she ends up running to the roof where she meets a kitchen worker smoking
2: I know they he says they only fucked once and he didn't mean anything but who fucking invites their side piece to their wedding
1: yeah that's weird yeah that's the
2: like if she's just a work colleague and the balls of her to turn up as well just be like yeah maybe she was like well he's invited me so I have to go everyone else is going but
1: yeah
0: asking for trouble it's not good
2: and then how mad would she be like she's fucking paid for a side pieces meal probably you know it looks like a nice fancy wedding she probably had a nice dinner out of it as well and she
0: banged her husband I don't think she paid for it because he's minted anything I suppose he paid for it but
1: still
2: it's their money now, Andy.
1: I wonder what was on the spread. how we've looped back to food. <laughs> Somehow, we just go back to yeah. food every time. Anyway, she goes up to, the, up to the roof, looks like she's about to jump off the roof, until, in like a very Disney-esque way, a man in a chef's hat comes out of the shadows smoking. <laughs> ratatouille. Ratatouille. Linguini. Linguini, and comes off, and he's like, what is the matter? And she, he's trying to calm her down. He does her best to calm her down. He says, if you love him, you'll be able to forgive him. And she just goes, no, he's an asshole. And he's like, ah.
2: I mean, I didn't know how I felt about that. I was quite angry at that, chef.
1: He goes, ah, in that case, to hell with him. If I were you... <laughs> he's also I, like,
2: you have to move on. Yeah,
1: you do. Yeah, it's been five minutes.
2: It's literally been five minutes. He's I like, like this oh, guy. I think he's on. right.
1: No, I think he's right.
3: No, That's
2: not- he's like, forgive your asshole husband. You have to move on. If she hasn't I, even processed it yet. No,
1: he says, if I were you, I'd go downstairs, end the party early, tell him it's over afterwards and then move on with your life if that's how you feel if you think he's an asshole but he just
2: said she needed to forgive him make up your mind is she forgiving him or is she leaving him
1: yeah pen he says if you love him you'll be able to forgive him she says no he's an asshole and then he says in that case to hell with him
2: i guess it's all very quick while she's literally just found out though i was like you're not
1: helping dude I mean, he says the right things, but yeah. He says, go downstairs and end and the party and, and tell him it's over. So she hugs him. She stares at him. She kisses him.
2: Then they bang on the roof Weird. in a very Disney-esque.
1: Disney-esque, especially later part when the groom ends up running up the stairs and he finds them both shagging upstairs on the roof. The chef ends up running away. <laughs> and like some wicked witch of the West style of performance, she ends up going... I'm going to make your life a living hell. She's fucking great in this. She's really good (laughs) in this. She's like announces to him. She'll sleep with every man who shows her interest. He'll take him for what he's worth. If he tries to divorce her or when he dies, every day will be a living nightmare with me because of this fucking ring. That's on my finger. We're legally married now. So ha ha. (laughs) (laughs) Pretty much. He ends up puking because he's scared or just scared of this kind of attitude that comes out of her she ends up going back to the party going back to dancing he ends up trying to chase her gets caught up in the party everyone thinks is okay everything is going fine they, they've sorted it out the spat is over
2: you know when i said i went to this jewish wedding and they did the thing on the chairs you know they put them on the chairs and I'm like yeah. Yeah. and everyone's dancing around they never took the groom's trousers off i don't know if that's a thing yeah, <laughs> yeah that's, that's a, weird, that that was a
1: bit weird yeah this one they did but I don't know if it was just a joke. I don't
2: know if that's a traditional Jewish (laughs) thing. I think maybe they put that in there.
0: I imagine his mates were just lads.
1: Yeah, I guess. Yeah, yeah. Right into us. If you've been to uh, a Jewish wedding and pulling down the groom's pants is one thing you do while they're on the chairs, uh, let us know. (laughs) Anyway, she ends up grabbing the woman that Ariel slept with to the dance floor. Does the old spinaroonie. Which I mean by grabbing each other's hands, <laughs> the, not the
2: old spinnerunie, not the other
1: spinnerunie, but by grabbing each other's hands, linking them or crossing them, and just spinning around.
2: A like wooden, is in it, the old spinnerunie. The
1: old spinnerunie. <laughs> <laughs> Link arms, <are. laughs> Shit. madness is playing Doing in the, the background.
2: Hokey cokey. The fuck is going
1: on? <laughs> they end up spinning around. Uh, Romania is kind of like, yeah, no, let's do it, let's do it. Yeah, yeah. It's not like you slept with my husband, whatever. Yeah. Spins her, and then. flings her straight into a glass mirror and she gets fucked up shards of glass everywhere on her skin everywhere she is completely it's a a great wedding so far to be honest if i was at this wedding i'd be like wow this is some fucking wedding you would talk about this
0: wedding for the rest of your life
2: anytime anyone said the word wedding yeah (laughs) Yeah.
1: exactly you'd be like did you hear about this one it's all become an absolute mess at this point Romania is kind of having a breakdown at points. Ariel is is going through this kind of thing of telling her, like, what you're doing to me doesn't compare what I did, which I don't think that's the case, really. But, I mean, it's becoming violent now, I think. It's getting to the point where you think she's going to kill someone. So he's starting starting to have a cry. She's crying. They're fainting all over the place. Doctors are coming in, trying to check the blood pressure and everything. Ariel, at one point, gets up and he grabs the champagne. We don't know a champagne. But you hear a large pop, like a fucking gunshot went off. And turns out he popped the champagne. He ends up walking over to grab the knife from the cake and get some cake. ground cake. Ground cake?
2: Yes, floor cake.
1: But the f- five second rule wasn't in place there. It's been there for a while, that ground cake. So yeah. I think the bit that he grabbed wasn't
0: that necessarily much, right? touching the ground. Yeah,
1: sure. Fair enough. It was the top bit. Plus, it?
0: you just give the bit that was on the floor to the guests. He does, doesn't he? <laughs> you keep the that. good stuff for yourself.
1: Yeah, it's all a bit of a mess, but the two of them are basically just a, a mess at this point. There's blood on her dress and everything, or her hair is in a mess. At this point, Ariel sort of just looks at her. She looks at him. He puts out his hand. They kind of approach each other, have a, another kind of slow dance. And it's kind of sweet and romantic in a way while everyone's kind of watching them going, What the fuck is going on? Why now are they fucking together? And then they dance, they kiss. And then they begin to have sex by the cake As the guests And everyone
2: just politely leaves But you would because she's fucking mental
0: politely just moves away
2: Yeah 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 Would you
0: not stick it out Stick it out might have been the
1: wrong term there Would you not like hang around a
2: a little
0: Because
1: again One hell of a wedding isn't it One hell of an ending to a wedding But I guess it does do the whole process of like a a wedding Maybe you have a fight And then you just end it on like makeup sex
2: You're taking bets on how long that shit's lasting right Like everyone there
0: that is going to be a very yeah. violent relationship.
1: It's going to be extra icing on that cake. Oh, damn. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> still got it. Weirdly, I put that's an extra creamy cake. So, <laughs>
0: oh.
1: And that ends Wild Tales, the anthology film. Andy, what did you think? And what was your favourite and what was your least favourite story?
0: I think my favourite one was the first
1: one. Panzer Nick.
0: Yeah. Okay. I don't know if it was because it was short or quite dry, but I quite enjoyed that one. I did like the wedding one, in fairness. My least favourite, I didn't like the tow truck one. It just went on for bomb too beater. long. or a Little Bomb?
1: No, 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 no. The, the guy's with the breakdown. The you didn't like that one? Oh. Um, no.
2: It was the dry poo. The That's strongest? It just oh. went on for too
0: long. Okay. Yeah, it was just, it was just, I mean, there was some point, like, Generally, it looked really nice the whole way through, and it had each story has its own like style and aesthetic. Yeah. But some of them just went on for a little bit too long, and they could have been shorter. Like that one, the strongest went on for too long. The proposal went on for too long. Parts Mm -hmm. of Little Bomb went on too long. So I think if they'd like shrunk them down a little bit, would have been fine. But that said, I do quite like an anthology. Wasn't terrible. The escalation in some of them was quite enjoyable. Like, I think it's all supposed to be about the extremes of human behaviour. Yeah.
1: Or v- revenge. Kind of the old tales of revenge, technically, aren't
0: they?
1: Um, if you, Well, if you think about it. So the plane is revenge yeah. on the people you that pissed that. them off. Rats is revenge on the loan shark. In the car one, it's more like revenge for something you did, and then it goes back and forth between the two guys in the cars doing stuff. Bombito's revenge on the... DMV. Tow truck DMV. And... Mm, I guess the, husband. the proposal is the only one that really isn't revenge, I guess. Nah, the husband gets the
0: revenge. Oh, he does, the yeah, I guess
1: so. And then the wedding one is the woman, Romania, mm-hmm. getting revenge on her husband.
0: Yeah, I mean, I didn't take it as revenge, I took it as extreme emotions. but I mean, whatever, it doesn't matter. I thought it was fine, like I'd happily watch it again. I think there are, is probably quite a lot to dig out of it, but I'm going to give it a seven. Okay, Uh pen
2: yeah it was fun i found it interesting that we know i like an anthology they are usually like everything in my life horror anthologies and we have talked about how long they are and i've said i kind of like a 20 25 minute story i did not count how long these were but i assume the first one was short like you know they weren't all a similar length was it an hour and 45 five was it two hours i can't remember i watched this a few days ago i
1: think it was two uh two hours
2: so if it was two hours and there was six they were if you evened it out they would be 20 minutes each whereas i like you said they get longer so they weren't so i found it kind of interesting that that's the way they went because some of them were too long i quite liked the wedding one it didn't feel too long the one i liked the least about the hit and run felt really long Petty Bennett, quite liked the first one, and then maybe, maybe I enjoyed the wedding one the most. Yeah, it was fine. I wouldn't watch it again because I know what happens now. I know that happens with all films. I don't know why I said that. <laughs> just, I have no urge to what? watch it again. What? I don't know. I don't know. Um, what the fuck? I have no urge to watch it again.
1: That's a harsh criticism on a I film that. you just see. <laughs>
2: <I don't know. laughs> yeah (laughs) oh Um,
1: pen bless you it was absolutely
2: fine yeah i like an anthology i liked all of them the only one i disliked was the hit and run one so i'm going to give it a normal person average of five
1: five Hmm. that's lower than i expected um okay um i think this is a very 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 good anthology film i've seen many that have not been up to standards of this i think it's really well paced I don't mind it being longer as it goes on, because I usually find that, especially if, you, if you're not digging a film, you rather have like short things first. So you get to see, you know, the stories quicker. And if you're into it, you kind of watch the longest thing last mm. in a way, which is kind of how I dig this film. When I first saw it years ago, I was like, okay, I will think I'll watch the last one because I'm starting to like this. And I did. I think it's great, great performances by people I've never seen before it's a mixture of that kind of it's dark humor with weird things in it sometimes but there's also relatable things when we talked about a little bomb yeah. that everyone in the world can relate to it's a fun film i I never felt maybe as Penn said with the one that was least funny that kind of was the most out there out of all of them the um the one with the hit and run i think that one was the only one that kind of brought it down a bit but besides that i think think it's a really good anthology film and it's not it's hard to find ones that are actually this good so i think it's it's done a good job i think my favorite was the strongest because it's just that back and forthness of it is
2: sorry cars it's the one with the it's the one with the two cars
1: i think it's my favorite because it's it's funny just the back and forthness of it and and when you think it's gonna end it's like no the guy comes back for more and it's just in a way relatable to some people that we may know who are just like Mm -hmm. we'll say what they want online and then in person they're just like "Eh, don't hurt me (laughs) and yeah i think the proposal one just is kind of out of all of them is the one that's at least funny and and more kind of for the dark black mirror kind of audience i think but i still really liked it i really like this anthology and uh i highly highly recommend it i'll give it a night 10
2: I'm just thinking about my score and not because of what you guys said, but normally when I watch the Hat movie, I watch it on the day we record and this
1: week... That's not the filmmaker's fault.
2: No, no, no. It's what I'm saying. I'm now thinking about it. So normally, normally I watch it the day we record and this week I did not. And I actually watched it like four or five days ago. So I actually, like I quite enjoyed it. I'm actually thinking maybe it's a penny average not a normal person average so I'm going to change it to a seven
1: ah peer pressure
2: no I don't think it was I I was just like it was (laughs) you know I was thinking about my averages I enjoyed it when I watched it but now it's like five days later I'm like ah
1: whatever it's fine she's got that title to keep holes. she doesn't want the nation to be angry at her I don't give a shit what they think I'm just
2: trying to ooh
1: you hear that everyone (laughs) you hear that that's what she's really like
2: (laughs) Because I know they'll love me either way. I was just trying to go with how I normally oh, score gosh. and how I normally go with my gut. And I don't usually sit with a movie as long.
1: You can sit with a five if that's how you nope. feel. I I, know. Okay. <laughs> Let's f- pull the film out of the hat for next week, then, I guess. <laughs> uh, film out of the hats where you take a film, watch it in two weeks' time. You know the drill by now, but in case you're new here, hi. It's not normally like this.
2: There's usually less caffeine and more okay, sleep. It's
1: not normally like this. We've had. We've all had hard days <laughs> it's been a, It's been a week. And um, we're either losing sleep or we're all too much caffeine. And uh, yeah, it's been a week. Anyway, that's no excuse. We're here to entertain you. Here is the drums.
2: <laughs> here is the drums.
1: Didn't even explain what the drums were. So yeah, you already fucking know. Um, so it is a... Oh. It's not been mine for ages. I think it is a it is a penny film. Ooh. It was bound to be. A, now we're going to just get a slew of penny films. <laughs> out every
0: single. Shit, 90s horrors. It could be.
1: I'm just making sure it is. You'll probably tell me if it's not, because it was like on next to the list where Andy was. So we'll see. It's either an Andy <laughs> or penny film. We'll Imagine, find out.
2: That's why I'm trying not to get excited, because it might not even be mine.
1: We're watching the 2005... <laughs> horror slasher film. How the life. 2001 Maniacs. <laughs> <laughs> oh no, that laugh is most evil laugh. Gory, but it a...
2: fucking dumb, it's so good.
1: this k- k- trailer set in the, sou- in the deep south of the US about a gang of college kids on spring break who spend the night in an appropriately named town of Pleasant Valley, a decision which they will rue. Okay. Um... Freddy Krueger's Can in this. Can you tell us a bit about this without without spoiling it? Just give us some idea what we're fucking getting into for next time, please.
2: Robert Englund's in it. I have not seen it. I was going to say since the last time I watched it. Fucking hell. I haven't seen it in a long time. It is about, like it says, a bunch of college kids that end up in a... What year was this film? 2005. Five. Yeah. yeah. So in a rural southern town... So I remember it's 2005, everyone. So I think, eh, eh, eh. and things are not what they seem in the town. 2005
1: wasn't that long ago.
2: No, but I feel like now I'm thinking back on it, I don't know <laughs> if the southern stereotypes are particularly good. I cannot oh. remember. Okay, it's a dumb horror movie, and this is one of the ones I put in the hat. The second. So remember, I always like I always put in films that I like because I want to share them with people, and you guys didn't yes so the second time around i put in some films to annoy you so this is one of those enjoy
1: well we had it coming to be honest me and andy we've already done our bit i think
2: there's still not that many i don't think that are in there to annoy you but this one is a dumb fucking horror film so so
1: wait what what happens (laughs) what happens now if we watch this and go that was fucking excellent
2: (laughs) (laughs) then you're both idiots
1: (laughs) like it's fun and it's we're the idiots yeah oh okay (laughs) The thing is, we're both petty enough to do it. Yeah, we'll probably do it just to get a reaction out of you. We'll fucking reverse psychology. We'll figure this out.
2: It's fun. It's silly. It's slasher. It's gory, from what I remember.
1: We're going to go through hell, ladies and gents. If you'd like to join us going through Penny's description of hell.
2: Now I'm having a look. It might be the only one I put in to annoy you. uh,
1: 2001 Maniacs uh, from 2005. How confusing. Anyway, Penny... What's our socials, please? You
2: can find us on Instagram and Facebook at Unusual Suspects Pod and on Twitter at Unusual Podspect. I'm at Penny underscore Photo Pit.
1: I'm at Two Fried Eggs on some chips. Dan talks a lot. At choices You're still thinking about them though, aren't you? The whole podcast you've been thinking I about don't it. Don't yeah, what, yeah. what
2: the problem is with egg and chips, you weirdos.
1: <laughs> it's the fact that you just went, yeah, I am. No, I mean, one day we'll try it out. We'll see how it is. We'll give a review, probably. Let you all know. Egg on chips, does it work? The thing
0: is, I've got no issue with, like, dicking, dipping and... Dipping. <laughs> dicking an egg. No, dick I've got no issue with dicking, dicking an, an egg. egg. I've got no issue with dipping a chip in an yes. egg. Yolk, but as a meal,
1: hmm? fucking... It's just potatoes and egg.
2: i egg and chips, that's fine, because it's got meat, right?
1: Yeah, I guess.
2: What if you're a vegetarian? You go down the seafront, have egg and chips and a cup of tea. Probably.
0: There you go. Are you asking my opinion
1: or I
2: don't know. I'm just I don't know why you guys think <laughs> really. bless you, Jesus.
1: This podcast has gone off the rails fucking so up. quickly. <laughs> I nearly uh, fucking ruptured something <laughs> <laughs> Thank you very much for joining us. Stay hydrated, stay healthy, stay off the caffeine, get your sleep, get your eight hours, and uh treat each other nicely. Summer's here, ladies and gents. To be happy,
2: it's come home. I'm sure everyone's still happy. It's come her, home,
1: probably. It's I still summertime. I don't really understand
2: what that means, but let's not get into that.
1: We discussed it last time, let's not do it again. Mm-hmm. Love you all. Goodbye.
2: Bye, everyone. And thanks for listening.
1: Bye. <laughs> you really need to go to sleep. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> uh.